Welcome once again, Bears fans, to Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And uh, we're here because we have nothing better to do. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true. Actually, this is probably the best thing that I do all week. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully listening is is a highlight of your week. Yes, yes. Or a low light, I guess. I I don't really care. But (laughs) It's probably a mix because we are talking about the Bears. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, give them the stuff. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Bears underscore scat. Uh, Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And hope everyone enjoyed the divisional round. Kind of a some good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of a, a little bit of a boring slate of games. I thought. I thought Cincinnati Buffalo would be awesome. That one was kind of a stinker. San Francisco Dallas was kind of a boring game, even though I think it was the closest. Um, and the games on Saturday weren't very interesting at all. So kind of a a boring division round, but. Obviously, I think the best teams, for the most part, did advance. Did you have any any takeaways that you think might pertain to the Bears? Well, um, so I did. I, I liked the Jacksonville-Kansas City game. I thought that was was a really good effort by Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville, we can finally say, at, at least for right now, and from what it appears, that they're real. They're a real deal. Uh, they're, um, you know, they're one of those teams that's been getting first round picks for, since their existence. <laughs> Pretty much and, every year. Uh, and yeah, and it looks like Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, the things that we need to happen for our number one has already happened for him. Uh, he had a, a pretty decent receiving core. The addition of Christian Kirk, while you know he wasn't the the biggest free name uh, agent, biggest name free agent, um, he he had a pretty solid year when you look at his numbers and performed well in the playoff game. Uh, very very good offensive line. Um, they just uh, you know they 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 shot themselves in the in the foot quite a few times in that game. But otherwise, I, I thought, you know, against a really good-looking Kansas City team, um, wow, Kansas City's defense blew me away. Yeah, they, they always seem to ratchet it up in the playoffs. And with the Mahomes injury, that's the big question mark for the conference championship round because if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, they're gonna be, they're able to beat anybody, especially when they're playing at Arrowhead. If he's injured, though, then you don't know if that team is as scary as you would otherwise think. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is best player in the league. So yeah. if he's 70, 60, 50, 40% of himself, it's a huge, it's a game changer for the rest of the playoffs. It kind of impacts the entire league. And I think that was part of the reason why Jacksonville was able to hang around, even though they, I mean, the reason that they lost is because they gave up a, Hundred yard touchdown drive to Chad Henney <laughs> of all people. Which every time I hear that Chad Henney's still in the league, it's amazing to me. But it shocked me he, when he, when he came out he's, there. He's hanging around, and he showed that even when he has to go in and unexpectedly, that he's able to at least lead one good drive. Maybe you credit the quarterback coach Matt Nagy. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I saw that joke floating around. I can't oh. take credit for it, but I think. Jacksonville is it's an interesting comp 
to what the Bears are about to do this offseason because Jacksonville drafted their franchise quarterback, and then the following year they had the first overall pick, which the Bears do. I don't think the Jaguars had the most cap space in the league last year, but they had a lot of cap space, which is why they were able to pay, or, or some would say overpay, for guys like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Brandon Sheriff. And they, Zay Jones quietly had a pretty darn good year. Evan Ingram had a good year. That was a signing they had. So it's a team that had a lot of money to spend and a lot of draft capital, and they were building around uh, their franchise quarterback. The key difference last year is that they didn't trade the first overall pick because there weren't there wasn't a quarterback that anybody wanted. So they ended up using that first overall pick on Trayvon Walker. I think he had a pretty nice rookie year. Uh, the Bears, I think, will not end up using their pick, but it's a interesting team to compare to because they were terrible. They spent a lot of money. They had a high draft pick and they ended up winning their division and winning a game in the playoffs so you hope that the bears can replicate that going into going into next year absolutely and i i agree with the the comparison um you know argue well as far as i'm concerned the two best quarterbacks are on the two teams uh, on jacksonville and, and chicago uh out of that draft and, um, you know, Lawrence is showing uh, why he was drafted what, where he was. Uh, I'm looking at his numbers here. 66% completion rate on 584 attempts. Yeah, he had a great year. Uh, for over 4,000 yards. Only 25 touchdowns. But, um, you know, he can, uh, he can certainly Im- improve on that. And, you know, we're talking about a player who is 23 years old. So, uh, yeah, um, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a good template. Um, of course, you know, one thing that uh, sometimes I feel uh, gets forgotten is Ryan Poles spent 13 years with the Kansas City Chiefs. So he came from a, a, a winning organization, one that turned from always being a also ran into a true contender. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, this is what we're looking uh, to happen, you know, over the next couple of years with Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that the, the Lawrence comp is interesting because him and Fields obviously came from the same draft class. Yeah. And Lawrence and Fields really started to play – well around the same time because they both started off last year a little bit rough and they both really started to improve you know in the mid midway point of the year Lawrence has dramatically better talent around him on offense which certainly helps him feel absolutely fields was doing a lot of that by himself but the two of them forever like literally since the time they were in junior high people said these are going to be picks number one and two when they get drafted. Yeah, Lawrence was number one. Fields, for reasons that nobody can quite explain, fell to eleven. So, I but I think if you went back and redrafted that year, I think most most people would have Lawrence first, Fields second. Yep. Certainly, Fields would go ahead of Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Yeah. So. The, there was that we actually talked about that on one of our episodes. Maybe about two months ago or so, there was a redraft with hindsight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jets take uh, 
uh, Fields at number two. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, everybody, nobody could explain why Zach Wilson jumped up as far as he did at the time, really. So yeah. just quickly, I want to stick in there because, you know, I, I love to get to minutia and the draft. And, what, you know, this happens every single year. The super hype comes for the quarterbacks. But we're not to it yet. The super hype actually starts about midway through March. That's when you really start to see things happen, just after the combine. And uh, it builds, it really starts to crescendo in, in the beginning of April. During that month is where you start to see crazy things happening. Guys who are, oh, you know, we're, we're looking at him as a day three pick. And suddenly the next thing you know, they're like, we're looking at him at the at the bottom of day one, and it's like, wait a second, he didn't even go to to day two; right. he just skipped over that day. So, um, you know, uh, Fields, uh, I wanted to to plug this real quick is because um, the young quarterback from uh, Ohio State, um, Stroud, Stroud, C.J. Stroud, is going through the same thing that fields did and that is is he as good as we think he is or is it the system that hurt fields uh and you know it it, it's it 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 may some of it is justifiable because well quarterbacks from ohio state haven't fared well well in the nfl so uh i could certainly see that but at the same time when you look at his overall body of work leading up to that point, it's pretty amazing. You're talking about Fields or Stroud? Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not like he started at Ohio State. He started at Georgia. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty pretty good program, and the kid's got talent. Um, but your point about the quarterback mania that always happens in the offseason, that's why the Bears should hold on to that first-round pick as long as they can. Absolutely. I've already seen some people out on Twitter saying that they would expect the Bears to make a trade, not right away, but they're like, well, they might trade down a couple weeks in advance of the draft. It's like, why? Like, unless you get yeah. absolutely blown away with a package, like, let teams spend more time just sitting around thinking about what's going to happen if they draft whatever quarterback they want, whether that's Bryce Young or whether that's Will Levis or whether it's Stroud, whether it's Richardson from Florida. There's a lot of, I mean, everybody has uh, Young and Stroud at one and two. Yeah. But there's still time for that to change. There's still time for people to fall in love with Will Levis. Oh, yeah. And I think people are going to look at Will Levis and think that he looks like Josh Allen. Yeah. He's super athletic. He's super big. He can run. He's not afraid. Let people think that he's going to be Josh Allen because... I don't think he's gonna be, and, <laughs> but 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 if you if you let a team think that and they say you know what I need to have that guy, so whatever the Bears want, I'm just gonna trade them and throw in another first round pick, throw in another second round pick. Just let teams do their diligence on these quarterbacks because quarterbacks always rise up. Yeah, from where people think that they're gonna get drafted this time of year. Absolutely, and it's just because it's such an important position that. If you get it right, then you're set. But if you get it wrong, then it sets you back years. It, it can set you back a decade. I mean, we, we saw that with... We know! We, yeah. <laughs> we saw that with Trubisky. The only reason... I mean, the only reason that the Bears are digging themselves out from that is because they had to draft another quarterback in 
the first half of the first round, and we're what six years later from Trubisky, yeah. and they still haven't quite. They're seven years, I think, and they still haven't quite recovered from that. Now maybe if Fields is really good next year, then you finally have some have 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 a winning season that you can attribute to the quarterback, but. It sets you back a long way if you miss. No, we we absolutely are still going through it. Um, that's you know uh, that directly led to uh, the hiring of Ryan Poles. That directly led to his shredding of the team uh, because it was so completely and utterly mismanaged. Because well, you get the quarterback wrong, and then you have to chase. Yeah, and and well, and it was it, we we then he pace uh, compounded it by doing the deal for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, he he spent he spent resources that he thought that he had because he put all of his eggs in the Trubisky basket, and he didn't have what he thought, and so he spent credit. And, you know, we're, we didn't finally even get even. We didn't get back to zero until this year. <laughs> exactly. And the only, and you, you saw the, the cost of that. The only reason the Bears were able to get back to zero is because they dumped Quinn. They dumped everybody. Mac and Smith and a bunch of other guys that were taking up money on the <clears throat> salary cap that weren't producing at all. Jimmy Graham. That's why they went 3-14. and 14. It's because they basically had to rid their roster of all of the bad Ryan Pace signings. and $89 million yeah, in the hole this year. Yeah, you're paying $89 million against the cap for players that aren't on your team, which <laughs> is pretty insane. But that's what happens when you get the quarterback wrong and you're trying to save your job. You're, you're saying, all right, can I build up enough talent in other places to get a winning record and to get in the playoffs? But the problem is... Look at who's left standing in the playoffs. It's elite quarterbacks. Yep. If you don't have one of those guys, your team can only go so far. Yep. And and uh, that's the way it's been uh, for the last twenty five years, mm-hmm. and that's the way it's going to be uh, because the NFL loves the pass happy league, and they're not going to spoil that. Um, it, what we, st- uh, you know, the the one of the things that you and I have talked about that is very nice is that this year we get to go into the off season, not wondering who is going to be behind center, yeah. which is certainly a, a weird situation for bears fans. It, it's not, you, you can't ignore how big, how much of a major factor that is. And it is completely different than the 2018 off season. I mean, I, I'll admit it. I was one of the people that felt like, no, Trubisky's not going to be a star, but he's going to be a solid guy. I really did. I thought he was going to be a solid player. Yeah, he he wasn't. And he wasn't. Um, I mean, at the same time, he's not terrible either. But he, he, I thought that you would see growth between 18 and 19. And when we watched that first game in 19 against the Packers, and it was a total debacle. Even with the defense playing lights out for that one game, uh, you know it, it, it was it was like, uh oh, uh, I think we got this all wrong, and we did. <laughs> uh, the the other thing that 
I just noticed with this playoffs is of the four teams left, three of the four quarterbacks are on rookie deals, which yeah. is pretty pretty insane. Um, but not really when you think about just how the salary cap works because quarterbacks cost so much money once they get off their rookie deal that you just have to cut other spots of your roster. The only one that's not on a rookie deal is Mahomes, and he's obviously the best quarterback in the league. And to get to the divisional round, he's only had to get through Jacksonville so far. Uh, But it just reinforces that the clock's kind of ticking on this too because the Bears have already wasted two years of Fields' rookie contract. Yep. And I shouldn't say wasted because this year it was a new regime and they were doing what they had to do. Year one was a waste. Yeah, year one you, you, it was a zero, right? I yeah. mean, it was just completely, you just have to throw it in the garbage can. So he's got two more years left on his rookie contract. I think going from 3-14 and 14 to a Super Bowl contender is probably a lot to ask, but it just reinforces the fact that you got to get this offseason right so that you can get a team ready to go for that fourth and final year of the rookie deal. Yeah. Because once you get beyond that and you have to start paying your quarterback 20, 30, 40 million dollars against the cap, it just makes it so much harder. I mean, ask the Vikings, ask the Packers, ask any of the teams that are that are allocating 30% of their salary cap to the quarterback position. It just means you have to cut in other places. Yeah. And you can make it work for a couple of years. You can ask the Rams. They were paying Stafford a bunch of money, and they still found a way to get enough talent around him to win the Super Bowl. So it's not impossible. But they had to buy him. So, they, you know, they they had to do the, the pace way of doing things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now they're going to have to dig themselves out from under that and – Buffalo could have easily been there. Well, I guess Allen is Allen still on his rookie deal. He's I was not, thinking right? that he was signed. Yeah, he he's certainly been extended. I can't remember if that extension's come into effect, but it, it's obviously not impossible. I mean, the Vikings they won thirteen games this year. The Lions they are paying Goff a bunch of money, and they were pretty good. So it, it's not impossible, but it just it's so much easier to build a Super Bowl team when you've got a quarterback on his rookie contract. Those purple are eating a bit of a of a poo-poo sandwich <laughs> because uh, that deal that that uh, Cousins was able to finagle yes, last year, because he was supposed to get the $35 million last year. That was already a done deal, and Queasy uh, changed it to a two-year deal for $35 million per. And now they've got to renegotiate it again, right? Well, this he, he gets that money this year, period. Yep. It, there is there is no negotiation about it. He gets $35 million. They could cut him, and he still gets $35 million. But you want to extend him, probably. Uh, actually, probably, I, cause it, just because of how much, how much of the cap that's going into one guy. I've, seen, I've actually seen a lot of people suggest that the Vikings should really take a quarterback, because then you've got a young quarterback that you can develop with Justin Jefferson. Right. And you can have Kirk play out this year. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Yeah. And that, that'd be interesting if they decided to use their first round pick on, I, I don't know who's projected to be there kind of later on in the late twenties of the first round, which I assume is where the Vikings are picking. Maybe they're a little higher. But. So, uh, on this 2023, uh, the cap hit for Cousins thirty six point two five, and that's sixteen percent of the cap in one guy. Well, and, and Cousins is is not a stranger to oh, oh, 
Thielen's number is nineteen point nine. I think I think that I think the thought is he'll be gone. Yeah, I think so. But you still have to eat that. Yeah. So, a lot of it'll be an interesting off season for the Vikings. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Kirk. I find it hard to believe that they're going to commit to Kirk to being the, the Harrison Smith nineteen point one. Yeah, they they're going to be cutting these guys. Um, they're going to have to shred this team. A, a lot of guys they're going to have to dump because man, their numbers are all huge. Yeah, it's a very top heavy roster too, and. A lot of those guys didn't really contribute all that much. Nope. What's Eric Kendricks making? He's, he's 11.4. Yeah, that's, that's not too bad. Well, that's still a lot, though. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, when you, it, it, it's what we just did, right? When you put them all together, suddenly you have $89 million. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, um, you know, uh, and that's, I actually, I know that there was a lot of criticism uh, with uh, with polls, uh, simply because a lot of people were like, "Well, why'd we cut this guy? Why'd we trade this guy?" You know, we, we maybe could have. It's like, no, just eat the big sandwich and you know let it be done. That way, it's done. It's over with. We don't have to deal with it again. I, I gotta say, point blank, I don't see us winning only three games <laughs> anytime soon. I am I, I am willing to. Say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think next year there's going to be more excitement going into the season than there's been since 2019. Oh, easy. And I think that's because the Bears are going to add a lot of talent to this roster, and they're going to have a lot of players that people are excited to see, and they're going to have a quarterback that people are excited about. So I don't know how many games they'll win. Going from three games to ten is a huge jump. Yeah. Not very many teams do that. I would see more like eight. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're around 500, but if it feels like the arrow's still pointing up, then that's a huge victory. And, uh, I mean, obviously, that starts with the draft. So you want to do the, the Kuiper Mike dra- mock draft? Yeah, so um, my favorite. Uh, so my, my gurus are, are, are McShay and uh, Kuiper. Uh, everybody else is fringe as far as I'm concerned. Um but uh, I, I love to I love to read those two guys at this time of year, and uh, Kuiper did his uh, first uh, mock draft here, um, and uh, let's uh, let's take a look at this. He, uh, you know, it's fun. It, <laughs> how many times he got to look at this? And Chicago's the very first team listed. Never. That's pretty cool. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna guess that he does not have them making the first overall pick. Okay, so his, his this first big board uh, that he's uh, this first uh, mock draft that he's doing he he's not he's not gonna have trades in it. So oh, okay. it's yeah he's uh, uh, who's ready for an, another NFL draft with quarterback intrigue at the top. He says, you know, I mean, we gotta think about uh, last year the guys that were you know the quarterbacks were available. Was pretty slim pickings, you know. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik uh, Willis, Malik Willis, um, Desmond Ritter, you know. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't great. Uh, the um, and he, he, but he does point out the Bears have the number one pick, while the Texans, Seahawks, Lions, and Eagles have two first rounders. Could we see a trade at the top of the board? Well. He's going with a pick. Who do you got as the pick? 
I would assume he has them taking Will Anderson. Ah, Jalen Carter instead. Um, Now, he says, uh, I thought long and hard about a trade here. So, oh, okay, this draft, usually his first drafts, he doesn't do trades. But he says, I thought long and hard about a trade here with the Colts, Raiders, and Panthers as the top candidates to move up for a quarterback. And if I'm Chicago general manager Ryan Poles, I can move down a few spots Add a premium, add premium picks, and still get my choice of the best defensive prospect. This is what I do expect to see. I'd make a deal. It takes two teams to make a trade, however, and that's never a guarantee. For now, let's stick with the Bears, keeping this pick. Which you know, I know that all the fans out there are saying, you know, oh, we're going to get 17 picks for the first round for our, for, you know, the number one pick. That's just not going to happen. Um, I do still think we will trade down, but if we did end up having to use the first overall pick, I'd be okay with that. I, I would be a little disappointed, um, but I, I can guarantee you this: whatever the Bears trade the first overall pick for, people are going to be disappointed. <laughs> like people's expectations are so high, they are, and the Bears will get a lot for it, but they're not going to get seven picks like. The Vikings traded for Herschel Walker. Right, right. Like, that, that time's gone. I, I think the Bears will get a nice... People pa- do remember that that was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I, I think I think the Bears will get a really nice package. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get multiple picks, but <laughs> I promise you people will be mad about it. So Kuiper says, Chicago's roster needs help from top to bottom, but its defense was particularly dreadful in 2022, ranking last in the league in sacks, 20. Points per uh, points allowed per game twenty seven point two. It has to be D all the way for wherever the Bears make their selection. Carter, an explosive interior pass rusher and run stuffer, gets the nod over Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson on my big board. He's the best player in this draft, a day one starter in the middle of this defense. It would it'd be tough to complain about the Bears ending up with Carter or Anderson. Everyone thinks they're both. The uh, everyone thinks that they're both the far and away best defensive players in the draft, and I think the Bears probably will end up with one of them. So I think the edge goes to Carter simply because the three technique is such a key point in uh, in in Allen Williams slash Eberflus's uh, defense, and you know he tried to address it last year, the whole Ogan Joby thing uh, that led to Justin Jones. I I was I was a person that and I think you are too that felt like Justin Jones had a very solid year but you know he's not he's not going to be an all-star anytime soon he's not that player. Yeah. But we do need that player, you know. Uh a lot of Bears fans have harkened back to the days of when Tommy Harris uh came out of Oklahoma and he was an absolute beast. He was his speed and size combination was killing folks. Uh but um you know, we, we need that kind of guy up there. Uh, you know, the, all the problems that we have with the run defense, this guy is a killer. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, is, it is somebody that we can plug and play in a serious need spot and also being uh, the, the best player available. Yeah, I think that's right. And three technique is the quarterback of this defense. Everything kind of starts there and... Jalen Carter is the best three technique on the board, and he's a talent that has earned him uh, 
at least an opportunity to be drafted first overall. So yep. would would not have any complaints if the Bears end up with him. I would be a little disappointed if they decide to use the first overall pick on him. But if the choice is potentially not getting him or holding onto the pick and they think if they trade down, there's a chance that he might not make it to where they trade down to and they think he's that good of a player, then they have to evaluate that. So we're going to see what ends up happening, but yeah, it would be really, really difficult to be upset with the Bears ending up with, with Jalen Carter. Yeah, and you know, um, this draft, I'm going into it uh, completely eyes wide open. Uh, I'm I'm prepared for whatever Poles wants to do. The guy deserves this. He he this 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 opportunity did not is is not happenstance. He manufactured this. Now I'm sure when he was working this whole thing out on his long term plan, he didn't say, "Oh, I'm going to end up with the number one overall pick." I think most Bears fans are all pretty surprised that we're sitting here with this. But uh but he this is where he is and I think it's he has certainly earned the right to you know make the shots and and let us as fans sit back and say, you know what, let's see what let's see what he can do with these weapons. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting he's got uh Stroud going ahead of Levis here. Yeah. And, and not ahead of Levis, ahead of Bryce Young, sorry. So uh, tech uh, number two, Stroud uh, number three, the Cardinals, they take Will Anderson. Uh, number four, uh, Bryce Young uh, goes, yeah, before Levis. The Seahawks take Levis at five. Uh, Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech, who I think we should definitely have our eyeball on. Um, the, uh, the Raiders take Peter Skaronsky. Uh, Falcons take Miles Murphy. That's another defensive end that I think the Bears should be looking at. Probably are. Uh, Carolina Panthers take Anthony Richardson. Wow. Okay, so here you go. This is the kind of guy that, like, is suddenly in the top of the draft, and you're like, wait, what? That's <laughs> yeah, like the fir- first comment on that. I wouldn't play Richardson in year one. It's just like, <laughs> not, I mean, that's a lot of quarterbacks in the top 10. Uh, what, that's four? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's good for the Bears because the Bears aren't looking for a quarterback. So those quarterbacks, their stocks are only going to rise unless they do something stupid off the field or they get hurt. And I, I just think that it's just going to drive up demand at the top of the draft and it's just going to allow the bears the opportunity to trade back once if not twice so good news that there's a lot of hype uh as far as quarterbacks go at the top of the draft yeah and i actually think that probably what's going to happen this is the way i envision it is that he does trade down uh but not very far he trades down in that top five uh somebody manufactures their way to get up there and he he you know, he gathers some extra stuff for that. Um, the windfall will not be huge, but it will be some. And uh, uh, he uses it to, to I think he's, I think he is going to take one of these top two defensive guys. Because you and I have talked about it on the cast before. You, This is the only way you get those guys. Yeah. If, if they turn out to be the total beast that we think that they can be, the total studs, this is how you get them. You, you, 
you don't trade your way into Aaron Donald. That doesn't happen, you know? Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, this is, I, I certainly hope he takes advantage of that because Chicago needs some major playmakers. Yeah, and it's a nice springboard into our next topic. So, last week we went through the offense and did a deep dive into our expectations for the offseason. This, this week uh, we're going to do the defense and... If you're a lot like me, then a lot of times last year when the Bears' defense was on the field, it meant I was going up for the, to the bar for another drink <laughs> or taking a break to go to the bathroom or talking to my friends or whatever because there just wasn't really anything much to watch on the Bears' defense last year, and that's all got to change. So, obviously, the best place to start is defensive line. Yeah. And I, I think this is going to be probably the position that the Bears invest in the most heavily. Uh, it'll be either offensive line or defensive line or both, but the defensive line last year was just god-awful. Uh, I, I think there were a couple of nice players individually, but just collectively the unit was the worst in the league. It was one of the worst defensive lines I've ever seen, honestly, and that really showed in games against the Cowboys, for example, where just every time the Cowboys handed the ball off, they got six yards before a guy even touched the running back, so... I don't know about you. I, I think this defensive line is going to get completely overhauled. The only player that I think will certainly be back is Dominique Robinson. And yeah. that's, that's not because I even think he is that critical of a piece. It's just he was drafted last year and he, he's going to be back. But for the most part, for literally everybody else on the line, if they're not back, it wouldn't necessarily shock me. Um, I guess, do you have any, any thoughts on anybody else that you for sure want back or who you think the bears will target? Well, you know, I, you know, it's, you're right. Uh, there, there's no way to sugarcoat it. The defensive line was absolutely awful. Uh, maybe the worst I've ever watched. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, the two pieces that we, that did make it somewhat better. We got rid of, I still feel that that was the right move. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think Quinn or Mac would have made, you know, really any difference. I don't know, maybe a win, but I mean, both of them, uh, you know, Mac didn't have, uh, he, he missed most of last year with injury. Uh, he, he had a pretty good year this year, but not really great considering he's playing across from an all pro. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Quinn disappeared again. Yeah, you know, Quinn, Quinn's like not even really playing for Philadelphia. Right no, now. I, I think he, uh, I think he is slated to play in the uh, NFC Championship. Yeah, he, I, he's active, but he's not really on the field much. And with with Mac, it's. I mean, we saw this story with the Bears. I'm just looking at his stat line now: seven sacks in his first six games, and then three the rest of the way. Yeah. It, it was the same story with the Bears. He always started off really strong, and the second half of the year, he just ran out of gas or got hurt or whatever. He, the only year he really had that was just outstanding was the 18 season. And even that one, he, he got hurt halfway through, and he, he was still good down the stretch, but he wasn't that same elite game wrecker. And right. you know, the one playoff game that the Bears made it to in that era, I don't remember him making much of an impact at all. No, I mean, you know, the it's the, the whole team um, uh, on defense, uh, especially, is just a bunch of role players. 
Uh, these are guys who uh, mostly should be second teamers or third teamers or working at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, it, most of, most of the guys are are not going to not going to survive. I think defensive line is probably the worst of it. But at the same time, when you look at the defensive line of the Bears, even over the last decade, it's not real good. Yeah, it hasn't, you know? hasn't been great. Um, you've had, obviously, Mac was, was nice. Uh, Quinn had the one good year. but Henry uh, Melton Akeem, had, the, had that one good year. Hakeem Hicks. Uh, Hicks, Hicks, Hicks was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I, I loved that guy. He, he played so hard. Uh, you know, he just finally started to break down. That's, yeah. that was the only problem with him. Yeah. But that was a, that was probably, that, that arguably was the very best thing that Pace did in his whole career <laughs> with Chicago. Yeah, for sure. And it didn't, that's not even a signing that really got a lot of notoriety at the time. It's just, Akeem Hicks kind of revitalized his career with the bears and yeah. became a fan favorite and I mean, he, he was still out there for tampa bay in the playoffs this year and so i, I it's a guy that he's a class act and, and you just want to root for him yeah you hope he I, i'd like to see him i don't know if he's gonna play again next year but i'd like to see him get a chance for a, a super bowl ring which he thought he was getting it with tampa but they they sucked this year yeah um, with with the line Going back to the Bears, it's just like... So, here's, you know, here's some of the guys, you know. I I really like Dominique Robinson. I still think that, I I really believe that that guy um, can be at least a solid player. But I think he has a little something special. I think he can elevate his game more. I, 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 with At least going into year two with him, for me, my expectation is if he can be a, a situational pass rusher that can get home on some long third downs that to me is what that's what i expect if it turns out better than that great but there were just too many times this year where he just was completely fooled oh by, yeah by play design i mean he looked like a rookie um you, you hope some of that gets cleaned up he, he, he looked compl- totally lost at, at times yeah you hope some of that gets cleaned up so you know you got uh mike pinnell al quad and muhammad that was that, was that wasn't too good of a signing that was nothing um, uh, Justin Jones, I liked Justin Jones. Um, you know, uh, Travis Gibson, I kind of thought he'd make a little bit more of a leap than he did, but um, he can certainly be a rotational kind of guy. Uh, Angela Blackson won't be back. Armand Watts, I, I think we, I think his In, name came out indifferent, you know, I mean. Um, he, he's only 26 years old. This entire line is a lot of guys. <laughs> I'm reaching, aren't I? Well, this entire line is, it's a lot of guys that if, if they were on the field with a bunch of other good players, you don't feel too bad about it. Right. But when they all, are supposed to be the good yeah, players, when, when, when they're, like if Armand Watts <laughs> is back is kind of your backup tackle that comes in and is playing next to Jalen Carter. Great. But they they just they, they need some difference makers because there there's no difference makers on this list. Okay, so uh, linebackers. Same. Do we have any linebackers? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the. I feel like it's it's, it's a lot of the same, right? I mean, Jack Sanborn. Yeah, when, when that's the linebacker that you're most excited about going into the. Year, I am really excited about him. I'm. 
not. <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's fine, but when that's the the most exciting player in your front seven, then you've got a lot of work to do. Oh, absolutely. I think he can be a, a nice rotational linebacker, maybe a little bit more. I than think that. I think Morrow sucks. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like I didn't like him the entire season. Well, I think you it might have been you. You told me that I think he played the most snaps of anybody on the defense. He, he, no, well, he was among the top, yeah. And that that shocked me. I know. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him do anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did. He he had some of the the most snaps of anybody on the whole team. So, and here's the problem with like all all this. And this this comment applies to all of the front seven. It's like I don't know if anybody was, if, if anybody looked better than they are or looked worse than they are because the defense is so bad. Yeah, like maybe a guy like Nicholas Morrow, if he's out there with uh, on a on a good defense, yeah, maybe he can make a lot of tackles and and just kind of be that tackling machine. <laughs> or maybe if there were better players around him, maybe teams every single play would be like, "We're going to that guy." <laughs> like that, that's that's what I thought a lot with Robinson. Yeah. Because Robinson, like you said, looked out of position a lot. And it's like, all right, he he, he made some, some flash plays too. But say the Bears had other good players. Yeah. Could teams just say, we're going to run it at Dominique Robinson every single time? Because yeah. Because we know he doesn't know where to be. So when you were playing against the Bears last year, it was kind of like pick your pick your own adventure. It's like... Any 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 guy we're gonna target on any given play probably is bad, so we we can we can just kind of we can kind of spread it around and just pick on we can we can pick on a different guy each time. But if, if you had six other good players and Dominique Robinson, maybe they could just say, "All right, we're just gonna run at that guy every time because he has no idea where to be." So well, okay, so let's look at it this way. You know what were some guys. Uh, that that surprised. I, I did in think the front that seven Sanborn. Yeah, yeah. I think Sanborn. You know, he 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 definitely surprised. Uh, he, I think he could definitely be um, a starter next year. Uh, I thought Dominic Robinson played better than a lot of people thought that he would. I mean, considering how he got to where he was, a, a, guy, um, a guy that actually showed up a lot. Was Mike Pennell? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, he made some plays. He like, did. Could that? Could that be somebody that that's your back? But like, he's been on the Bears a while, though. I think like he's been on the team for like four years. Yeah, it, you know, he's been a um, a, a practice squad guy like for a while, pretty consistently. The guy, uh, but that, see, he's thirty one. Yeah, like he's older. Like he's he's been around. I think he's one of those guys that's probably played for like twelve teams, <laughs> and, or or one of those guys that's been on the team, but every Sunday he's inactive. Yeah, it's like the seventh defensive lineman. But um, Jalen Jones, I thought was a good was a nice surprise. Is defensive back? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean the the defensive. The, the secondary is a little bit of a different story, and, and I want to I want to spend some time on them. But yeah, in, ter- in terms of the front seven, it's it's slim pickings. It's 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 you know it needs a complete overhaul, uh, and that's why you know both of us are hyping up Carter so much because we need that. Like you said, we need the quarterback on the on the defense. We need an impact guy. We need they have to roll the dice and say. We're going to use this pick to to go out and get one of these impact players. That was one of the things that always pissed me off about Angelo is that most of the time in the first round he would trade down. And to me, 
my opinion was that he always did that because he didn't have the balls to use the pick on one of the high guys because he didn't want to look like the idiot. But he succeeded in doing that anyway. You know, um, but the one time that he did use the high pick was was Cedric Benson. And I still, I still, you know, I, I still thought that pick was bad because I, I had faith in Thomas Jones. He obviously didn't, but I still understood it. I will always say that about that. I understood it because of the simple fact that Cedric Benson's numbers at Texas were absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you know, that was the only time that he ever had a really high pick uh, in, in, that I remember. What was Michael Haynes? Haynes was, see, that was a trade down. Um, they, he had a higher pick and he traded down. So he selected, uh, Haynes and Grossman in, in the first round that year. That's quite a, quite a haul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, one of the worst trade downs in the history of the NFL. Yeah, that's a, that is a rough first round. Yeah, I know. Michael so, Haynes, um, Michael Haynes was, uh, I must, I must have the wrong Michael Haynes. No, he's <laughs> terrible. Uh, he, he, I think he only played one season. Uh, yeah, it wasn't much. I heard he was a really nice guy, though. Um, <laughs> well, I, that makes, that so, makes it so, so much better. So we spent, I think, 13 minutes on the Bears' front seven, which is probably 12 more than they <laughs> deserve. Uh, the secondary, there, there is more upside in the secondary. Absolutely. I, I think everyone knows who four of the five starters are going to be, because you're going to have Jalen Johnson, you're going to have Kyler Gordon, you're going to have Brisker, and... Assuming he's able to come back from his injury, you're going to have Eddie Jackson. Yeah. And that's pretty good. Um, to Assuming me, that they keep Eddie Jackson. I think they will. I, I, I guess, what are your thoughts? I, I, as long as he's healthy and is able to recover, I, I want him back. I thought that he played really well this last year. Obviously, he had his interceptions. Uh, and But he, he tackled better, too, for the most part. He just played. His whole game was elevated. Yeah. I was so bummed when he got hurt. Same. Uh, I mean, he was just, he was playing at, at the level that you would expect uh, out of him, out of a player of his caliber, how he's being paid as a safety. Um, and, you know, uh, that's just what happens. It, you know, it, players get hurt. And it seemed like something just clicked with him, just listening to the way he was talking. He seemed to really embrace the leadership role. Absolutely. He, he seemed to recognize that he was basically on his last chance with the Bears because he had not played well since 2018. And he was highly paid, is highly paid. And he was one of the most tenured player on the roster. I mean, now he might be the most tenured. I'd have to look. But he's certainly one of the most tenured. And he seemed to really embrace that role. And he was playing really well. I, I Like you said, it was a huge bummer that he had a serious injury. So you hope that he's able to recover from that. Because I, I was really impressed by the way he handled last year. He did step his game up. And... It would have been easy for him to mail it in and say, this team's terrible. Yeah. I am just going to go out there and try not to get injured and try to catch on with a different team next year. But he didn't do that. He did play really well. He seemed to really have an impact on the rookies in the secondary. I, I hope he's back if, if he's healthy, obviously. I, I, yeah, I'd certainly, li- I'd certainly like to see him back. Um, it's like you said, uh, he took a leadership role. He took that on, um, and it, it seemed to pay off. Uh, you know, I've said it a million times. Uh, I still feel like 
uh, vindicated uh, because uh, he finally got another good safety right next to him and his game elevated. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a coincidence, even in the least. Uh, I loved our picks uh, on the defense. I know that there's a lot of criticism about, oh, you know, Poles could have taken this guy or that guy or the other guy. Uh, I loved the Kyler Gordon pick. I love the Brisker pick even more. Uh, I think both of them are going to be significant contributors to the Bears for probably the next five seasons. Yeah, and Brisker started off really well. There were some moments towards the end of the year that you'd like him to clean up, but that's just rookie stuff. He's going to be just fine. I wouldn't be at all surprised if you see him in the Pro Bowl next year. I just think he's going to take a big step going into year two. Gordon came on a little slow, but he was playing really well towards the end of the year. A lot of people that are around the team were really impressed by him, so I I think that you've got a lot to look forward to with those two guys. I I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Bears make a bigger splash than people are expecting at that second cornerback position. Mm -hmm. I I think that for the last, what, three years now, the, the cornerbacks when you just talk about the boundary guys, have been Jalen Johnson and then somebody you've never heard of. Yeah. Whether it's Vildor or Jalen Jones or Thomas Graham or just all these guys that have been plugged in here. Ever since Prince Amukamara left, the Bears have just not replaced that secondary corner spot. And that's a big reason why the defense hasn't been very good. Yeah. I I have a feeling they're going to... Josh Blackwell. I, lo- I like I, I loved Josh Blackwell as a special team player, and I liked Jalen Jones too, a guy that you mentioned. But yeah. I, I think you you want somebody with a little bit more pedigree there. I mean, those are both undrafted free agents, and right. Blackwell played great on special teams. You had Richard Hightower advocating for him to go to the Pro Bowl yeah. as a rookie, which is pretty good. And I thought Jalen Jones played pretty well too. I'd have no problem having him back as a backup, but I think you want somebody a little bit more. Uh, uh, you want somebody at that second cornerback position that just has a little bit more experience and that you just feel better about having on that island out there. And Absolutely. If, if you do that, I think you got a, a pretty decent secondary. And, and a continuation on that is I think this is one of the strengths of the, of the whole roster is, um, you know, if we, like you said, it, it is, it's hopeful that he is able to address another piece to go next to Jalen Johnson. Um, Because suddenly, after the draft picks uh, from this year, you could be looking at one of the stronger positions uh, going into 2023 for uh, for the team overall, not just on the defense. Seeing our secondary, um, which is mostly all young guys, uh, you know, really start to toughen up. Yeah, and just scanning this, I mean, there's some there's some interesting options available. Marcus Peters, Bradley Roby, James Bradbury, Jonathan Jones, Eli Apple. Bradbury would be a steal. Patrick Peterson. I mean, so there's good players available in the UFA market. Cornerback, I mean, it's it's an uh, important position, and it's one where sometimes you feel like you get a big name, and then they disappoint. So I want them to spend their money wisely. I don't want them to throw a bunch of money at Patrick Peterson, really. 
but he's done. He's yeah. toast. <laughs> he was toast three years ago. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a player that was super excited about getting an interception against the Bears in the last game of the season. That's that. That's what he's come to. <laughs> so, who did he, was that? Was was that the Tim Boyle throw? Yeah, I that, think. So. <laughs> that, I don't think we ever actually. Yeah, the the blooper. I don't think we ever actually broke that one down. That was one of the best interceptions you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Claypool just completely quits on the route. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was. You know, he's 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 toast. I, I I don't want any of these old guys that he polls has already built the team as a group of young guys because he wants them to grow together he wants that cohesion and that's the thing is that i want him to keep feeding into that chemistry um so when you're looking at um i absolutely agree with you that we do need a second a second corner in there and uh it will be awesome to see how he addresses that because he does have the guns to go get to to go get somebody but um yeah that uh uh Bradbury that's the one that I think could be I think he's really more of a, interesting I think oh well he is of, older than I thought he's 29 and I think he's more of a slot guy and I, I just have a feeling that's where Kylo Gordon's gonna play but you know, they they haven't ruled out playing Gordon on the outside either. I, I think that there's a lot of upside with that particular player, and I think that you know that's going to allow them to invest wisely in the secondary. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's the defense. Uh, probably didn't spend as much time on it as the offense, but that's because I expect them to bring in new players at pretty much every position. So <laughs> it, it, we could go through and list off the available free agents at every position, but. We're not going to do that. You can look them up yourself. Um, <laughs> any uh, anything going into Championship Sunday? So let's uh, let's let's take a look at that. You know, um, I think uh, I, I I actually think that this is a, a really solid championship game on both sides. It's tough to argue that you don't have the. The two best teams in yeah the, in really conference um i mean it, you know this is what the playoffs is supposed to generate and i think it i think it's really good uh you know you got uh cincinnati and kansas city back head to head again uh for the rematch it doesn't get much better than that i expect kansas city to uh avenge last year um i like i said i they that was the mo- one of the most impressive things about last weekend. It was I thought Kansas City's defense just really came on strong uh, and and it just played at another level. Yeah, it's it's just it's so dependent on Mahomes' health. Like if he's out there limping around and if he can't move, then it's going to limit their offense. I mean, he's still awesome even if he's throwing from the pocket, but such a big part of his game is escapability. So. If that's limited, then Cincinnati is going to have a, a chance. Um, I mean, this game's basically a pick 'em in Vegas right now. Yeah. And Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow is just amazing. I think I've bet against him in the last <laughs> six playoff games, and he keeps he keeps beating me. I, I thought that they were going to have a really hard time with Buffalo. I thought that crowd was going to be fired up, and it's going to be 
just that classic Buffalo home field. And Cincinnati just went in, and there was never really a doubt. From, yeah, absolutely. From the first drive, they just put their foot down, and they walked out of Buffalo with a pretty easy win, all things considered. So, so it's Kansas City by one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the over? The over is 47.5. Feels feels low, but yeah. that's because of Mahomes, right? That's because of Mahomes' injury. Uh, matchup predictor, 65.5, Kansas City, 34.5 for Cincinnati. Again, I think that's the Mahomes factor right there. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Cincinnati is just not going to be afraid to go in there. They've won two in a row at Arrowhead, I think, and that includes the AFC Championship game last year, so... They're just an awesome team. They've got talent at every part of their roster. The thing that you wonder about with them is uh, I think pretty much everybody on their offensive line is out, and that didn't matter against Buffalo. Uh, But Kansas City, their defense just takes it to another level in the playoffs. They kind of take the regular season off sometimes, I think, but (laughs) they're always ready to go for these big games, and maybe they can take advantage of – basically back up Cincinnati offensive line. So I'm, I'm really excited for that game. I just, I, I gotta, I gotta say this uh, on the cast here because I, I just am blown away by this. Patrick Mahomes numbers. <laughs> he threw the ball 648 times in the regular season. And he completed 67.1% of his passes. That's insane. 5,250 yards, 8.1 yard average, 41 touchdowns versus 12 picks. That is just crazy. And this is all, by the way, after they traded away his best receiver. Okay, so it's a, good, it's a good thing that the Bears didn't draft him. Yeah, so <laughs> so everybody else's second run compared to that guy. I mean, he's just uh, he he's just at a, a completely different level. And you, and just, you just can't ever you, what, you can't count him. You know, he's the ripe old age of twenty seven now. So uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be ready to retire in <laughs> yeah. ten years. You know. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to pick against Kansas City, even with uh, even if he is only got one leg. Um, I think uh, you know with the with the other game, um, man, the 49ers looked really really strong, uh, but they're going into Philadelphia. That's a hard place to play. Um, especially being away from the, the, you know, being away from the California weather. Um, this team, this Eagles team is to me feels like, Oh, it's really built well from the ground up. Um, 49ers defense, man, really came to play against, uh, that Dallas team though. I mean, a buddy at work is a, is a big Cowboys fan, and he he was what he pointed out to me. You know, Dak threw uh, two picks, but he he could have he could have thrown five <laughs> if if yeah. if the DBs would have held on to the ball. Yeah. Um. So uh, I still like Philadelphia uh, in this. Um. It uh, let's see matchup predictor. for Philadelphia, 34.7 for the San Francisco, and the spread is Philadelphia by two and a half. What you got? 
Pretty wild. Um, I like the Eagles here too. Uh, I mean, a couple of things that are just working in their favor. Um, they basically had two buys in a row now. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they actually had the first round buy and then they didn't really even break a sweat against the Giants. Yeah. That game was over by the end of the first quarter. So this, I mean, they've been, they've been gearing up for this one for a while and I think they're probably pretty well rested. Uh, they, I think AJ Brown is injured. I think he's going to play, but if he's banged up, that obviously hurts their offense, but they can be in so many different ways. And I just, I, I just, if, I just have such a hard time feeling confident that Brock Purdy is going to be able to go into Philly and win on the road. I mean, AJ Brown is not on the injury report. Okay, so then he must have been taken off, but he yeah. was banged up. Uh, Purdy, uh, Debo Samuel though, and Christian McCaffrey are both listed as questionable. Yeah, I knew McCaffrey was hurt. I think Debo will be fine. I think he got banged up towards the end of the race. Jimmy Garoppolo is doubtful. Mm, I don't think he's going to play. <laughs> but, I mean, just with Purdy, he just hasn't had to face this type of road environment. Going into Philly is going to be different than anything he's seen. And he could have easily thrown a few picks against Dallas himself. I mean, the ball, hang, yeah. the ball hangs up in the air a long time with him. And it's one thing playing at home in perfect weather. He's going to have to go to Philly. I don't know what the forecast is going to be, but you'll think it'll be cold. I don't think it's going to be good. I, I think uh, I, I kind of think this is where his luck runs out. I mean, Shanahan is going to have his guys ready to go, and the 49ers, from a skill position perspective, are as good as anybody. But I, I just think Philly's better, and they're playing at home, and they're rested, and I think that they've been the best team in the conference all year, and I think that they're going to end up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I, yeah. I, I like them a lot. Well, and you know, uh, when you look at uh, when you look at a game like this, the first thing you got to think about is quarterbacks. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is far and away a, a, a better player, a stronger player, a more confident player, a, a more experienced player. He has he not to mention that um, he has uh, just more development within his own team. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I think that's going to come out. Um, this is the kind of game that uh, you really want to see a winner back there. And Jalen Hurts has shown that he can win it all. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. So I, 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 think, um, I think San Francisco might hang in the first half, but I think uh, Philadelphia opens it in the second half. Yeah, Philly's just so good. I, they, they are such a complete team, and I, I think they're going to... I think that they're gonna put an end to the Brock Purdy magic. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I, I think it's gonna be Cincinnati and Philly. It sounds like you think it's gonna be Kansas City and Philly. Yeah, I'm still going Kansas City. I think that um, when I was watching Mahomes uh, in that game and he got hurt, he, I mean, he was literally he went over to the sideline for one for one play and was yelling at the coach that he was going back out there. I love to see that kind of fighting spirit. Now at the same time. I also recognize the coach saying, hey, look, we, I get it. I know you want to be out there, but you're my guy. I need you to step off, right? Let, let, me, let me see how things go. Right. And, you know, you're right. Seeing Chad Henney come out there, I'm pretty sure the announcer said it was his 15th season. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it, see him come out and, you know, have a good drive. Um, I think that, you know, that just... Kept the Kansas City ball rolling, and uh, I think those. Uh, I, I think that fighting spirit that 
Mahomes has comes out and, and, and Cincinnati just doesn't just doesn't have enough to overcome that. Yeah, I, I, you hate betting against Pat Mahomes. The guy, the guy's, the guy's amazing. So now you know uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have an interesting conversation for next week just about you know who's headed to the Super Bowl because um, you know, we're, for one thing we're going to get to see exactly how much the high ankle sprain is affecting him because yeah if you're right if if it's a serious issue. It's not. He's not going to be able to make it through the game. Well, not if he gets hit the wrong way. Yeah, and he, if he does, it's all going to be from in the pocket, which that's fine. He's still a better pocket passer than probably eighty percent of the quarterbacks. <laughs> but such a big part of even, his. Even if he doesn't move at all, he's still better than eighty percent. Yeah, the but like guys. such such a big part of his game is getting out of the pocket, and if he can't do that, I mean, that's going to limit the offense. So I don't know. It's going to be a fun one. It should be two pretty good games. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, thanks again for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, please uh, make sure to hit us up on Twitter uh, with uh, any questions so we can uh, bring them up. And we, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the draft. Yeah, absolutely. We love hearing what you think. So hit us up at Bears underscore Scott. Bear down. Bear down.